Greetings, greetings. Welcome to another episode of Truth to Power. I am your host, Tyrus McKnight. And soon we'll be joined by Jazz and Snicks. Some frequent contributors to the show. As you guys know, we're going to be discussing Dwayne Wade's son, um, Sex Change. Also, we're going to be discussing Striking the King. What I mean by that is we're going to be talking about the misattempt to impeach Donald Trump from office. Not to impeach him, but to remove him from office. You're welcome to join us. Well, hello, Jazz. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Tyrus. How are you? I'm good. I can't complain too much. How was Miami? Miami was really fun. I want to go back. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure you do. Out there making it rain out there. Uh, barely. <laughs> barely. <laughs> okay. So you're supposed to be joined by Snakes. We're going to give a, a couple seconds to come join us before we start. Okay. Um, um, hope you had a great day, productive week so far. So right. far, so good. So far, so good. That's what I'm talking about. Well, my boy McKinley. <laughs> I was talking to back papers the other day. He was driving some knowledge over uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact. Uh, mm-hmm. Soon enough, I, I really wanted him on the show with all of us, but he said he ain't ready for that yet. He said he might, you know, start cursing some people out. So I was like, oh, hey. goodness. I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, we'll work you into it then. Right, this right, a, right, right. This is a very respectable environment we have here so far. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, <laughs> well, let's get started. You know, um, former NBA superstar Dwayne Wade, his son came out and said that, well, he came out and said that his son's name is now Zaya, and now he is a she. I want to talk about this subject because one thing is I see what's going on in the media, and I see that there seems to be a little target on black boys back to become more feminine. Hmm. And I just wanted to get somebody else's thoughts about it before I go in about what I'm saying, what I'm going to say. So what are your thoughts about him? You know, you want to support your child, but supporting, um, sexualizing your child in a way, though. What do you think about that? Um, I think at 12 years old, it's just a bit premature, you know, to make such lifelong decisions. There's no decision that I made at 12 years old that set the path for my life. You know, I just, I don't know. I'm not, there are, there are things about it that I admire, but most of all, um, I just can't get over the fact that he's only 12 years old and he can decide what his sex is, you know. I have I have a bit of a, a issue with that, and I'll be lying if I if I decided to just go all kumbaya on it and say that everything's all good and he should go forward and his family should support him one hundred percent in this particular decision. Mm-hmm. Snicks just joined us. Hi guys. 
Hi, Snake. Now we were talking about Dwayne Wade and um his uh his son. Now his daughter, Zaya, um and we were I was just um explaining Jazz trying to get her thoughts on it and I wanna get your thoughts on it as well. Now you wanna now say you wanna support your kids regardless of what they do, but sexualizing your kids at such a young age, what do you think about that? Um, to be honest, it's like very that that the child is already deciding on what what he wants to be. Now, I I I'm okay with the fact of them supporting the child, but I don't think like the name change is necessary just yet. I don't think that any surgeries or hormones or any of that situation, you know, um, talked about or introduced with the child, but I definitely feel like I would let the child at least get, like, high school, you know, and go through all those phases before I just go all the way over the hill with the situation. Now, the thing is this, though. And I want to say this too. I predicted this about a year ago. I predicted this was going to happen about a year ago. Only because I saw where it was going, and I was like, as soon as I saw um, Gabrielle Union basically leading the relationship, I was like, these dudes, these kids going to come out feminine, and somebody's going to get them a sex change or something like that. And people think, when people say that I have a problem with women in leadership positions in the relationship, this is what I'm talking about right here. I'm not talking about it from a standpoint of um, being chauvinistic, but as a standpoint of an example of a leader, kids are going to follow the leader of the household, whoever sets the tone. So you and, feel like because she's the dominant one in the relationship that she makes it okay? Yeah, I mean, we seen an interview where she said she was licking this dude's booty. That have absolutely nothing to do with, to do with being Listen, <laughs> listen, women, women that's listening to this show right now and the women I got online, if a man wants you to do anything towards his behind, he is gay. <laughs> he is a homosexual. And you are his cover. Hmm. Point blank, period. No real man is going to let a woman or anybody else play around his anus. Hmm. <laughs> Point blank, period. How you feel about that, Jess? Um, I kind of agree with Tyrus, um, with that, but also I just think that men are different. Um, does it expose a certain femininity in a man when he allows that type of behavior and, and, uh, sexual, uh, Yes. Yes. Um, 
I haven't experienced that in a relationship or in someone that I'm dating. So it's not much that I can talk on it, but there are, there are some straight men that I've heard talk about it. And, you know, there's nothing that seems feminine about them outside of that. And then there are some (laughs) straight men that absolutely think it's, homophobic like Tyrus you know um, but again I haven't experienced that in the bedroom with the man so I can't say yay or nay Um, in my opinion there is no man that will want that period even if it happened to them there's no man that would desire something like that in my opinion let me ask you something something. how would you feel about your man talking to him Hey, my woman just ate me out last night. What type of shit is that? Who's this? That's, is that the type of Basically, that's what you're doing. But basically, that's what you're doing. You eat, that's what you're doing. You're out here licking butt. <laughs> <laughs> you just got ate out by your woman. That's, if that is. <laughs> Listen. Oh, my God. Men are not, men are not, men are not made to be penetrated. Hmm. I can I, oh, Well, you know how I feel about that. They're not, they, well, how do you feel about that? Stacey Ramirez does. I, because, I, because I just heard Jazz say that some men, there's some men that she heard talk about it and it wasn't nothing uh, feminine about it. I want to <laughs> say that those men are allegedly straight instead of just calling <laughs> them straight. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly I, I, straight. Again. But go ahead. <clears throat> again, I'm, just like the situation with Jazz saying, stay. I know of men that do or have had it done, and I know that mm-hmm. they're not gay men. They're not attracted to men. They're not attracted to men. Yeah. In your face, outside him got a no. Business. I I'm, I do. I don't have that type mm. of. Um, I don't think that there are. Um, Gay, I could, I know a hundred percent that maybe two out the bunch is not gay. Um, oh my but God. men do uh, desire. Wait, how big is the bunch? Wait, 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 wait. How big is the bunch? Not, I know two for out sure. The bunch. How how big is the bunch? By the way, what you mean? You said two out the bunch. How big is the bunch? Maybe about five guys. How five guys? So two out of I right, go ahead. Go ahead, continue. Okay. Okay. So what I'm saying is, I know that they have men that do desire that type of energy in the bedroom. I do not believe that these guys are gay. I'm not sure if it's happening every time that they're in the bedroom, mm-hmm. but I do know that there's a lot of men that like that. Yeah. It's almost as if the ones that have been exposed to it, mm-hmm. they like it. From the kind of feedback that I've that I've received, you know, um, and the ones that are completely against it are the ones that it just has never, you know, they never, never experienced it. It, it never right? happened. But do I think these men are, attra- <laughs> you know, do I believe them just because a man may like that particular pleasure? Now, does that make him attracted to another man? I don't believe that that's necessarily so. <clears throat> That's my opinion on the matter. 
But this mm-hmm. and this person is not being penetrated. With your tongue, they are, yes. <laughs> not necessarily, no. Yes, they are with your tongue, yes. No, I, that's not well, that does not mean that that you're being penetrated. That does not mean that. You you are licking bussy at that point. <laughs> There's no way around that. And I can't even say to each his own because guess what? <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're not gonna let shit happen here with me. <laughs> nah, fam. Nah, nah, nah. The Wayne Wade, he has some suspect behavior. He's emasculated. He's bug broken. And it seems as if he wants his son to be the same way. And he's encouraging that behavior. Well, how does the the, the son's mother feel about this? You know, you never hear about. But well, well, the mother. Well, the mother. I think she's um dealing with some narcotic problems, if I'm not mistaken. I think she's on a narcotic. That's why he was able to get the children away from her, because he proved okay. proved her to be unfit or something that they make to. I could be wrong about that, but I have to do more research before I can um give okay. a clear cut answer on that. But. Oh, for sure, she was proven. See, see, I have an issue, and I don't have any kids, but there is a certain issue that I have with, you know, men that have sole uh, custody of their kids, and then they have their ladies that are not mothers of those children being mm-hmm. full-time mothers of those, of those kids right. that do not have their own kids. Right. You know, Ultimately, she, I mean, she was raising these boys before she had a kid. So it kind of makes you wonder how would she be with her own flesh and blood? And that's for any household mm. with a stepmother or a stepfather. You know, and I'm not saying that the mother should be taking care of them because if she's unfit, she's unfit. But at the same token, you know, the trauma and the, the dysfunction that sometimes we put our children through just being with a parent that isn't biologically theirs. Mm. You know, how can you really gauge how a kid is treated if that's not really their parent, if that makes sense? Because they're not going to care as much. Yeah, and and I'm not saying that you can't love a kid that's not yours like your own, but, you know, my thing is, is how how do you really know in every Mm. situation? You know, and like I saw the video with the kid, they were on a golf court or something, a golf uh, cart or something, and Zaya was driving. Um, I don't know his name, but Zaya was driving, and it was Zaire. Zaire, okay, Zaire. Zaire had a scrunchie yeah. on on his wrist. Oh and I'm God. saying to myself, okay, he's made a lot of sense about being in this world and living your truth and being happy. And I agree with that, you know, but the pretension about the, the scrunchie just kind of threw me off. <laughs> because I can see if he had a wig on as, as, as wrong or as different or as, you know, out of order, some people may have called it this little boy walking around with a wig on, but you had no wig on. You had a baseball cap with a fade and then a scrunchie on the wrist for what you know like just be truthful be who you are you don't have hair on your head to even to even have a scrunchie on I don't walk around with a scrunchie on my wrist 
you know, it's just, I don't know, that was a bit much for me. And it's just the flamboyance of it. Some some of that flamboyancy is just unnecessary to me. Now, somebody that is flamboyant or know someone that's flamboyant may disagree with what I'm saying. And say that it's completely necessary. But that's just my opinion. So, so do you guys think them sexualizing kids at this young age, that's pedophilia? Like, there's, there's a difference between supporting certain things and... Um, pe- and people going right, diving right into things. I think sexualizing kids at this young age is pedophilia. I what think it's abusive. Think? You know, that's almost allowing, that's almost like allowing your child to be extremely obese. That's not that kid's fault. That's the parent's fault. You know, hmm. um, I agree with Snicks when she said that, you know, is it necessary to allow them to start identifying with their sex the way that they're doing and and possibly like maybe a year or two from now they may have it in the works from they have surgery like sex change surgery it's just too soon for that to me you know and you see a lot of this in households where they can afford to do this kind of stuff you know the if that was just a random black family, none of this would be, we wouldn't even be talking about this. <laughs> yeah, the child, the, the little boy may be gay, or he may be sweet, but we, we wouldn't be talking about uh, sex change at all. Snicks, you being quiet. What's I'm just on? listening, but I'm just trying to figure out, like, as, as a parent, mm-hmm. what, you know, what's the, what's your, your mind, you know, go through if you was to have a, a child like that. Now, I always, like, say to myself, like, I see feminine ways in my younger son. He's only five, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not, like, you know, maybe, like, don't do this and don't do that. I kind of, like, watch you know, kind of like try mm-hmm. to just observe the situation. I but I'm not gonna be letting my child walk around talking about his name is Cachet and we're wearing wigs and we're playing with dolls and we're doing this and we're, I I'm not doing that. Right. Yeah, but, it's like support. You want to support your kid and being who they are, even if you don't like it. Because at the end of the day, you don't want the world to swallow your kid up. You know, you don't want your kid to be bullied to a point to where they're so unhappy or even without bullying, just being so unhappy that they want to take their own lives. You know, that's not what we want. We don't want mental uh, instability further than what it could already be. I think that you have to know your children and you have to kind of like gauge the situation, but just pushing it on them, I just do not agree with and mm. I'm just when you, say pushing, when you say pushing on them what do you mean by that so what like mean. okay so now you know you decided that you wanted to be trans so say so let's let's start changing your what? name and let's start <laughs> wait where, wait wait say that one like more you time? decided that so you want to just told me like or you come to me and say you're trans like you're trans you're you want to try you know trans whatever you know I don't want to say the wrong thing to offend anybody but you want to be another sex. Uh-huh. 
I don't think I should be at this point in, you know, you're 12 and I'm changing your name, I'm changing your hair, I'm letting you wear dresses, and I'm, I just think that's just over doing it. So if my son gonna... at 12 decided to say, so listen, I think that I should be a girl, but I don't know how I would handle it, but is is this child doing any counseling? any therapy, any, because all of this still needs to be assessed. Because I would want to know what would make you want at that age, because the personality isn't fully developed until you're 12 years old, based on psychology books. Okay. Based on psychology no. books. No. Not me. But no. <laughs> What? No. We had that discussion before, too. Yeah, I'm saying like based on psychology, but I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about I'm talking about scientific. I'm talking about science here. I'm not talking about emotions and what you feel is what's going on because kids go through stages. Right. So when you're going through those stages, I'm telling y'all like the personality is fully developed to you twelve, and then you then you begin to build upon it as you grow older. But at a tender age of twelve or eleven or before then, and you're deciding that you want to be another sex, another gender that God assigned you to be, do you think there's something mentally wrong with that person there? It could be, it could be mental. It could be trauma, like, like Jazz said. Something could have happened in mm-hmm. their life that they have not resolved yet. So that's why I think that you need to go through the proper stages before just allowing all of that to go on. The thing is, is no one knows what the proper stages are because, again, you know, every child is different. Like you said, you got to kind of know your kid and be able to gauge your kid and do what's best for your kid. Just like you don't raise every child the same because every personality is different. Strengths are different. Weaknesses are different. So, you know, um, but do I do I think that they should be exploited? No. You know, I kind of feel like this way kid is being exploited to an extent. You know, what type of platform does he really need to do all of this? It's not really his platform. It's his parents' platform. It's his parents that have so much to say before he ever did. You know, like, you don't have to prepare the world for anything. That's between you and your family. And so they've taken on the world with this and it's you know there is a level of exploitation to me with this Hmm. you know I would have to agree with that so what do you guys think about the actress Charlene Charlene Theron because she adopted a black kid and I think that's absolutely I think that's absolutely wrong because for one this is not your child kind of like Gabriel Union but okay this is not your kid and the whole condition with white and black that's just completely unacceptable because you know it is history that the oppressor has tried to feminize our black men so for her to do that that's completely out of line to me for me completely I, I just not just go out of my way not to even watch any of her movies. <laughs> and whether it's at theaters or whatever cases, I try my best not to watch none of her shit. And it's like she Anything had such an arrogance in. about it, as if she knows yeah. this is what it is, and it's nobody's business. And by law, 
you know, she has that right. She has those parental rights. So now it's like, okay, you have a kid, take care of your kid. Yeah, I, think, I think Snick does. I think Snick doesn't know what's going on. Snick, yeah. um, the actress Charlize Theron, she adopted this black kid, right? And what happened is she has a black male kid. She has dressed him up like a girl and changed his name as a girl. She has him living like a girl. And I think there's a sex change happening or about to happen or something. Wait, 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 wait. This is not her child's request, at least. Yeah, I no, think this she has is, a kid. This, I think the child, this I mean, like, wants it, but at the same token, how do you really know? He's younger than well, 10. Yeah. It's yeah, like, oh, no. Like, Oh, no. I'm talking about ever since he was small, though. Like, it's, it's, this has been it's going like on since toddler, he was, like, real like, small. Yeah. Exactly. So those stages so, that he should he should freely go through are being could be misinterpreted. Yeah. You know? And because of that, life lifestyle changes have been, have been made on this kid, and he can't even fully grow into his own. Hmm. But she has issues. She has personal issues also that she probably has not dealt with that she's putting off on this child. Like, our boys are not baby dolls. They're not toys for you to put up on a shelf, take off, dress up, and then show to the world and exploit. And I just feel like that's what she's doing. That's, you know. Correct. But she has past traumas also that she has not dealt with. Past traumas about what? And what they got to do with us? Oh, no, it definitely that... doesn't have absolutely nothing to do with us. What I'm saying is she's passing her traumas on to this child that she has no business doing. The, the, the child that happens to be black. Correct. That happens absolutely. to be black and mm-hmm. she's yeah. African or she... South African or whatever and she, you know, her family had a lot of um, violence in it growing up. But at absolutely. the end of the day, that has nothing to do with that kid. How about you don't adopt any kids with your trauma until you deal with it? Absolutely. You know, and that's for anybody. Hey, hey, Jazz, you just made a great point. All y'all out there that's um, planning on having unprotected sex, don't. (laughs) Deal with your traumas first. (laughs) Deal with your traumas first before you bring another life into this world and pass that stuff on to the kids. I need to do any type of mental evaluations before these people decide to go adopt these kids are all because they have the money. They could just... No, do they have the money, money, but... I really do. Yeah. Not just that, though. If you really look at the landscape of things, most most white most white people, they, they adopt black kids. Absolutely. Then For what te- reason? Then they, then they terrorize them. But what would she do growing a black man in America? Like... She not. She wants to grow a black girl in America. That's my point. You know, what we could barely raise our sons, and I'm just being real as black women, especially without a father. So what is a white woman going to do with raising a black man in America? Or in Africa, for that matter, wherever he is in the world. How? How do you even qualify? That's, That's the bigger question. They are they are unqualified. Some of us damn unqualified. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that's true. Mm-hmm. But I believe it's just unqualified. Sandra Bullock, you know, is raising a black kid. You don't hear all that foolishness. 
You know, give it some time. so I don't know, but he said, Give it some yeah. time, yeah, give it some time. Oh, uh, yeah, and I'm just and I'm just speaking on my experiences with white people overall. I'm just telling you, give it some time, she'll be on mm. the list. Hmm. All right, so speaking about terrorizing black people, Donald Trump, oh lord, <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump, he was up for impeachment, he could have been removed from office, easy. But- but people miss they shot. And you know that old saying, once you strike the king, you got to kill him. They struck him, but they didn't kill him. And now he's not only just firing people that went against him, it looks like he's just about to go ahead and walk back into the White House again because... Oh, Jay, I still got you, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but... uh. Donald Trump, it looks like he's about to go ahead and walk back into the White House because our options in the Democratic Party are Biden, old ass Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Warren, and racist ass Michael Bloomberg. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jazz, what is your take on this? Um, I don't think that the Democrat. I agree. I don't think that the Democratic Party is strong enough. I don't think that this is a season for the Democrats. Honestly, mm. you know, any strong Democrat that had a chance fell out of the race for whatever reason. Hey, this is politics. A lot of things go on behind closed doors where people are forced out. Mm. You know, and it's not always about money. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Um, I don't know. He may be back in the White House. I've kind of grown a little numb to it. It's out of my hands. I can vote. You know, I can, whatever I do, what is destined to happen is going to happen. You know, even though, does he deserve to be in the White House? Do I believe that? No. Um, Do I think that everything is written already? Yes. Mm. You know, if it's for him to serve eight years, that's what he's going to do. You know, and I don't have much faith in the Democratic Party, which honestly, I don't have much faith in any uh, political party. Right. Because ultimately, they're the same. Ultimately. You know, um, I can't be so biased that I can't admit that just because I am a Democrat. So you identify as a Democrat? I, out of the two, mm-hmm. Democrat. Out of the two, Democrat. Do I think Democrat may be a lesser evil? Yes. Take Democrat out of it. Do I think anybody may be a lesser evil than Trump? Absolutely. It can be another Republican less than a, less than evil compared to him. A lesser evil, should I say? You know. But again, if if he's if it's for him to run, he's and and get it. He's gonna get it. Huh. This this man knows he's had odds stacked against him from the first run. So the people that has put him in office, don't you think that they've they've been the powers that be to make sure that he stays? I mean, yes. what president? What president of his stature, of his incompetence, uh, will be able to still be in office? I'll give you a perfect example. Ronald Reagan. Okay. 
So you think Ronald Reagan think they were like Trump? Yes, incompetent. Did eight years, plus they had four years of George W. Bush. Ugh. George W. H. Bush, not the um, son, but the father. Mm-hmm. So, and I think this is what's going to happen now. I think Donald Trump is going to serve four more, and then if Pence decides to run, we're going to get four years of Pence. Because, oh, because the Democratic Party has been very arrogant and thinking that black people are going to show up to vote for them when they don't offer us anything. Mm-hmm. A lot of black people have turned Republican. Yes. Especially lot- after Obama. Go ahead. You know, and that's from, I've heard people say that, oh, I'm Republican. Oh, I have been Republican all my life. I'm Republican now. They may not like Trump, but they don't, we don't trust the Democrats. Mm. We do not trust the Democrats. We don't trust them. What have they done for black people? They do not have the black vote, you know, as much as they have in the past. Right. And it's all about LGBT. I mean, just be real. And it's all about Latino. Mm-hmm. And we could, thank, we could thank Barack Obama for that, even though some black people haven't come to that conclusion, but we could thank him for that. <laughs> hey, because... he was not, he wasn't the, he wasn't the black president in all, it, the world wasn't ready to have a black man in office. Let's just be real. America wasn't ready. The world wasn't ready. Let alone have a black man that was a pro-black man and making the changes for black people. That was just not going to happen. Even if that was a part of his agenda, it was just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it was not going to happen. And I would like to think of Barack Obama as more than just a token, but there is a little truth to him being the token black president. You take a biracial man who mm-hmm. really isn't of African-American descent. He's African descent and mm-hmm. white. Okay. He he's not you know he was African he's African American but his roots aren't right and even his story was fake like I think they came out with a story that you know he struggled throughout life and all the things but then when you really do research on his grandfather who his grandfather was his grandfather was one of the richest people in America Barack yeah, Obama he, never had to struggle in his life. <laughs> He definitely had a silver spoon. Definitely. Definitely. Now, he may have decided as a young adult to step away from that and get a little more into the culture, into the black neighborhood in Chicago and what have you. But that's about it. That's about it. I mean, he, like, again, you know, he doesn't come from the African-American struggle. Right. He wasn't even raised by it. He wasn't raised by it. He can identify to an extent. He didn't live it. So with Donald Trump, though, with him and this slew of uh, new black Republicans, unfortunately, (laughs) uh, do you think, what do you think the next four years are going to look like under Trump for black people? Um, I think it's going to look like how it's been looking and worse. 
you know, there is no voice for black people, you know, on the hill. And it's definitely not now that, again, you know, we shot, but we didn't kill. We lost a shot. So he's, it's almost as if he's invincible on a hill, you know. And it's not to say that only black people are against Trump and all white people are from are for him because that's not the case either. You got a lot of white people that hate him mm-hmm. or, you know, really dislike him. Mm-hmm. You got some, and I know some millennial black, a black man particularly, he was grateful for Trump just for a tax break. So, mm. you know him? You know, it, mm-hmm. so it hits mm. people differently. You know, you got some people that love money. They love business. So that's first and foremost. They don't care nothing about the culture. They don't care anything about, you know, the black experience or the black pain or the future of the black child. You know, it's all about their current stat. And in this day and age, it's all about getting a bag. So question, and I noticed this in, um, I thought this was um, basically like New Orleans culture that black people see themselves as individualistic. We don't see each other as um as a camaraderie. Like we don't see each other as like a one army, you know. Do you think what do you think? Why do you think that is? We see each other we so individualistic as a whole and we just were some people are just individualistic and they're just worried about what they could get and not worried about the future of the kids and us as a whole. Why do you think that is? Um, I think it's just a part of the condition. You know, the unity was broken up decades ago. And instead of we instead of us instilling to be one, it's mm-hmm. all about you better take care of yourself. You better take care of you. So it's a selfish mentality. So how do you go from because there's so much pain, I think, in just a black community that we don't trust ourselves with each other. Mm-hmm. We don't trust each other. So we rather just stick to ourselves and move that way than to bring the crew along. Because mm-hmm. everybody's just so disloyal. We're not teaching loyalty, even though people talk about that's what they want, but nobody's really living it. So no, we don't know what it really is. People think loyalty is going to take a dime for somebody in jail. What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. You know, like we got it confused. No, loyalty is giving back to your community. You know, going to the schools maybe or just taking one kid that you know and spending time with that kid, teaching them something that they're not going to learn at home or in school or, you know, on the block. Hmm. So it's all it's all about individuality and everybody wants to be different so much so that we're all the same and we don't even realize it. Do you think that there's hope? For black people? Always hope. Always. And you know why it's always hope? Because it started with us and I believe it's going to end with us. So it's always hope. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, um, I just think that prophecy has to come to pass. You know, things get worse before they get better. And this is not the worst. I don't believe. I said we at the worst. I think 
Yeah, I think we have to work right now. <laughs> well, I think there there were a lot of strides made, you know, with the whole mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter, and you know that did bring a certain conversation and community together that did that, you know, when we were in high school and in college, that didn't exist. Right. The thing, you the know, thing, the thing about you know, like that was co-opted into Blue Lives Matter and All Lives Matter and Mexican Brown Lives Matter, so. It seems as if it seems as if when black people do express their pain or they express, hey, listen, we understand that you know these lives matter, but you guys are acting like ours don't. And we got people that's so um they're so dedicated to making sure that our lives don't matter, or they're so dedicated to acting like our pain doesn't matter that it becomes lost in the shuffle. Because when have you really heard heard from Black Lives Matter as an organization? I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. So let's just say, for instance, Somebody like a Bernie Sanders was to pull off a miracle. What do you think four years on a Bernie Sanders would look like? Um, I don't know I, because I can't say that I trust Bernie Sanders. Okay. You know, I just don't trust any of them. You know, so I, I, it's hard for me to say. Um. Would I think that he has an agenda for black people? I don't know. I don't think he currently has an agenda in his in his campaign for black people, does he? Maybe nope. you know more than me. Nope. They say, Bernie, what do you think about reparations? So black people get reparations? It's free labor that we gave the United States. And because you got the United States got rich off of free black labor, they got people still wealthy because of black people? Bernie Sanders said, nope. <laughs> Let me tell you, nobody is going to say that because it would bankrupt the country if they gave us what we're owed. And honestly, and I'm not saying that we don't deserve it, and I'm not saying we shouldn't get anything, but it's just not a smart business move for America. So they will never do it. They will never admit that that's what they need to do. So, you know, so they're not going to allow that conversation to get too far. It will bankrupt the country. Do you really think if they paid us what is due to us, that this country would still be able to stay? Yes. You know why? Because they spent trillions of dollars on other types of foolishness. Okay. They have enough money to give us. It's just the fact that they don't want to give it to us. Now that invoice so when, has, we, when we say reparations, is mm-hmm. what a what amount are we talking about? We're talking like, about is it a certain amount? Are we talking about just land? Because that can be given to us. But a lot of us with the land, some of us do have, we sell it real quick. We soon as the shiny dime come around, we giving it to the well, highest bidder. Well, the phrase that's going around is cutting the check. We want the check. Right. And when I we say want check, money. Yeah, money. We want money. But but understand something though. 
they're just the beginning of reparations, the financial part with the money. Mm-hmm. We need free education. We need free counseling. You get what I'm saying? We need free counseling. We need to be able to open businesses and corporations and to not be tax targeted. Free. Tax free. Right. Mm-hmm. And to not be targeted by police. To start making laws that if you kill an unarmed black person, then you get punished. Life. We need more reparations. Money is just the beginning. Mm-hmm. But everything else that comes along with reparations, we want that too. Yeah. And people, I mean, you know, you're right. it can start somewhere. It can start somewhere, even if it's with free education, even if it's for like, you know, open up business, let that be tax free, like the Asians got, or let's say the Japanese got. You know, anything is something we've received nothing except uh, affirmative action. And honestly, today that that benefits white women and gay white males, so we ain't get that neither because <laughs> they consider my so they have it, so it's nothing. So, just in America, they want you to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps at all all times when you're a person of when you're black. I can even say a person of color when you're black. Yes. So yeah, but yeah, I do agree. Reparations can start somewhere. It can start anywhere. You know, if it's just not a flat out check or just land, it can be other things. Counseling. How about the unconditioning of the miseducated Negro? You know, all of that would would have been a start to reparations. Absolutely. Yes. yes. So, Jazz, we about to get ready to get up out of here. Valentine's Day is coming up. What's your plan? Tell the people your plans for Valentine's Day. I don't have any plans. I'll be working on Valentine's Day. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) How about saying why not? And why the heck not? I'll be working. I don't have any plans. Um, My mom's birthday is Saturday, so I'll probably just be focusing on her a little bit, which that's her her birthday every Mm -hmm. year. Of course, you know. <laughs> so that's where okay. my energies are going to go. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Happy birthday to your mom. Tell her I say happy birthday. I don't know if she remembers me or not. I think we met at church one time. Yeah. I don't know if she remembers. Yeah. But um, leave us with a positive statement then. Um, You know, in this day and age, exploitation is is so high, you know, that sometimes we exploit things or, you know, we exploit matters or people, family, friends, whatever, and we don't even realize that. We have some of us that intentionally exploit. And so we need to be mindful. Can you hear me? Hmm. Yeah, I can you. Hey. Hello? Hello? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you, Jay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I hear you. Hello? Um, we just need to be mindful, you know, that we're not exploiting exploiting ourselves and our brothers and sisters. You know. In in right. in the in the spirit of 
walking in our truth. You know, I think sometimes we chunk it up as so that's what we're doing and it's, it's more of an exploitation and it's nothing that's really benefiting us, any of us. It's just a moment thing. Just like social media, you know, everything's about the moment. It's just a moment. So, you know, just be mindful of your intentions when it comes down to exposing certain things and that it doesn't leave somebody hurt and and misguided. That's all I have. Okay. So, mine would be a quote that I got from this guy by the name of Jason Black. He said that if somebody, if you're around somebody and they require you as a condition of coexisting with them or get along with them for you to be weak, then you don't need to get along or coexist with that person. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And so our strength, baby. And we just spoke truth to power. I want you guys to have a good night. Good night.